It's Friday, the 24th of February, 2023. Welcome to The Fast Five by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five big stories today in five minutes. Let's rip into it. Story number one, Qantas has delivered a record half-year pre-tax profit not long after recording massive losses and accessing hundreds of millions of dollars in taxpayer money just to stay in the air. Yes, the national carrier announced a tripling of revenue for the six months to the end of December on the back of much higher airfares, don't we know about that, and a return disguised by travellers. The other side of the coin is that Qantas has gotten rid of between nine and 10,000 people during the pandemic. That's helped on the cost side. Company also announced a $500 million share buyback, something that doesn't sit well with some market watchers who argue that half a billion dollars should be repaid to the government or maybe given back to customers in the shape of lower airfares. Overall, the company pre-tax made $1.4 billion against a loss of $622 million a year earlier. Investors weren't that impressed. In fact, it was sold off yesterday mostly because it has much bigger capital expenditure plans than previously thought. In fact, it will receive a new aircraft every three weeks for the foreseeable future. Pretty incredible. What about ticket prices, I hear you ask? Uh Well, Chief Executive Alan Joyce said that prices will moderate. Hmm, don't think that sounds that good. He said ticket prices are 20% higher than pre-pandemic. Actually, government stats show that discount ticket prices are 50% higher. Demand is expected to remain strong with the company now above pre-pandemic levels for domestic capacity. It's about 80% for international capacity. Joyce thanked customers for sticking with the national carrier in recent months, particularly as service levels declined in recent months. So all the data suggests things are getting better. All in all, record half year, probably a record year, ticket prices going to remain high. I love that you asked yourself a question about ticket prices in the middle of that. It was very Kevin Rudd-esque. Remember how he used to always do that in interviews? Yes, he did. He did. He would ask himself the question that he wanted to answer. And so you're very prime ministerial today, Sean. Excellent. All right, on to story number two now, and Star Entertainment Group will raise $800 million to shore up its finances after losing $1.3 billion last half thanks to a massive write-down of its Sydney Casino's goodwill, penalties for wrongdoing, and a one-off cost to overhaul the casino business. Yes, it's been a pretty tough year for Star with two state inquiries finding it wasn't fit to hold a gaming licence, massive board and management upheaval, and a pretty shocking public relations disaster around money laundering and things, but it has been allowed to keep trading under supervision. Overall, operating earnings for the six months to the end of December came in just under $100 million. Now, that was actually much, much better than 12 months earlier because back then it was hit by COVID. Anyway, bottom line, massive $1.3 billion loss. Sean, this is really interesting. Story number three, Medibank lost almost 13,000 customers in the three months to the end of December after it was the target of Australia's biggest cyber heist, but things have improved a bit this year. Yes, Medibank said it expects costs to contain the fallout from last year's cyber attack to rise. So far, it's spent $26 million. Medibank said Russian cyber criminals used a stolen Medibank username and passwords that were used by a third-party IT service provider. It then gained access to Medibank's network via a misconfigured firewall, which didn't require an additional digital security certificate. After Medibank refused to pay $15 million, the hackers published the medical and claims data of policyholders on the dark web. Not that that many people actually understood what it was saying. Overall, the health insurers actually had a pretty good half year last year because of all the international students flooding back to Australia. 
Story number four, Sean, and if you want a job, there is plenty of demand right now for garbos, so much that market leader CleanAway is asking white-collar workers to put on the high-vis vest and drive the garbage trucks. Yep, CleanAway has around 670 jobs available for garbage truck drivers and waste plant employees and is having so much trouble finding people that managers and supervisors are now driving the trucks. The lack of people and use of external labour hire companies to help with trash collection is a big reason why CleanAway's net profit for the final six months of last year was down 7%. Jack CleanAway has contracts with 130 local councils, 150,000 business customers. It runs five thousand trucks collecting waste across the country. That is huge. Mm, Sure is. Mm, Great stats. Sean, story number five, Google has claimed a breakthrough in correcting the errors that are inherent in today's quantum computers, marking an early but potentially significant step in overcoming the biggest technical barrier to what is a revolutionary new form of computing. Yes, I'll do my best here, but and we have the Financial Times to thank for the story. Google's findings have been published in the journal Nature. We know quantum computing is a massive step forward, but currently quantum computers struggle to produce useful results because the quantum bits, or they're called qubits, only hold their information or data for a tiny fraction of a second. That means the information is lost before the machine can complete its calculations. Google's researchers say they've found a way to spread the information being processed in a quantum computer across a number of qubits in a way that means the system as a whole can retain enough data to complete a calculation, even if individual qubits fall out of their quantum states. Early days, Nature said there was only a 4% reduction in the error rate. However, there was a reduction. Stay tuned, Michael. All right, there we go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Friday, the 24th of February, 2023. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. If five minutes isn't long enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to check out How Do They Afford That as well. This week's episode is all about financial resilience. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Listener.